What's that, Anthony? You have to do that. Look good. Audio gun. Oh, sick clap, bro. <laughs> Let me sample that. <laughs> Can I get production credits? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know. That wasn't convincing, man. But I credit people for claps, you know. Is it? But right. if you look at the credits of my songs, they're long because I credit every, everyone for so every, right. everything, bro. Uh, you should have told me, man. I would have. See on, see on Darkest Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joel Culpepper, Dana Fisher, the bass player, like the whole room was clapping in it. So I just credited everyone. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That's sick. That's it. Yeah, bro. yeah. Cool. Well, Swindle. Good to be with you, bro. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's I appreciate. Pleasure. I appreciate the invite. I appreciate being here in this space with you um first of all like thank you second of second of all how are you i'm good yeah i'm really well yeah yeah excited to be putting up music and um yeah things are going well man yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. look it man i mean obviously you started your new campaign yeah you got a new album coming yeah later this month now we're in october already which is crazy to me yeah um so we're going to talk about that but before we get there what I wanted to start with was old Swindle back in the day because yeah. you're not new to this. You're you're pretty much solidified as a, as a legend in this game now, and it started for you back. If correct me if I'm wrong, but it started for you back in like 2006, 2005. Yeah, that's like my first kind of mm. local releases. Yeah, if, yeah, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Everything used to be on such a like a local level. Yeah, and then 2007, I had a mixtape that featured you know artists from east london and other parts of the country and mm, birmingham mm, like mm. development was on there and gets big nasty people like that yeah, yeah and yeah. then that started the kind of branching out of like yeah my ends i suppose was it always music for you has it always been music yeah music's always been there for me it's i've always kind of um done it in my spare time mm-hmm. i can't say or i always knew that i would like make a living from it and mm, stuff like that mm. but um yeah, it's something that I've, I can't remember not doing it, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, so you started doing all these 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 mixtapes, like self-release mixtapes, mm. and the names on there are names that we see today. Mm. And, you know, that, that itself is crazy, but what initially is, is, is really interesting is your taste in music, your genres. Yeah. Very genre-fluid, man. Like, not, not sort of your typical stuff. I mean, your first, correct me if I'm wrong again, but your first mixtape was titled 140. Yeah which is like obviously owed to be, be the BPM of grime, of grime yeah. but then you're very influenced by jazz and yeah. you're very influenced by soul. Um, where, where do you think that influence came from? Uh, definitely from my father. who's um, like a guitarist and Sick. yeah, like a jazz soul and funk enthusiast yeah, yeah. to say the least, yeah, you yeah. know, so we grew up on good music yeah. and he kind of instilled that in us and like I'm one of four boys so we all kind of had that musical education mm-hmm. um f- yeah from like the very beginning mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. that's always been there and I feel like even when I'm like trying to make genre specific music it's like funk is almost like the pace of my heartbeat you know what I'm saying <laughs> and it's like if I press a key it just feels funky yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah how where that can't escape it can't escape it yeah Yeah, and i I come to think like you know i think it's kind of ingrained in us actually as people and Mm -hmm. and you know i just want to keep that tradition going yeah do you think do you think art has become separated from soul a little bit uh when it's monetized yeah Mm -hmm. 
and that's why like my first rule in everything is that I never let business create I never let business direct the creative right I get creative and then let that direct the business 100. that's like just rule number one for me so I don't really get involved in music like for the money if that makes sense so what was your mindset when you started releasing all these mixtapes was it just the that was your purpose just to create at, at the beginning I just wanted to share you know I'd made music kind of I'd come home from school make beats yeah, yeah. you know I'd spend my weekend making beats something I always did and then when I was kind of in my later teens I realised that people liked it yeah, <laughs> I suppose yeah, yeah, when I yeah. got into college and stuff like that and you know I quickly became like the person to go to for beats and stuff like that and started six, picking six, up six, kind six. of like a local reputation for yeah. it and but this was in south london wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah yeah and that i just really enjoyed so the more people started to recognize me for something that i always did in private mm. then i started to pursue that and you know making mixtapes getting out on the high street yeah, and yeah, trying yeah, to sell yeah. them outside mcdonald's well you used to rip them on cds and stuff like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's what it was back then you know my first my first first mixtapes were printed in you know my my dad's office do you know what I mean yeah sick man and then but how, so obviously you've been influenced by all these different genres and artists well sorry who 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 are some of them like name give me some names like who, who like the first is just Quincy Jones he's still the greatest producer that ever happened to earth yeah yeah um George Clinton Herbie Hancock George Benson mm. all the jazz greats Miles Davis uh Donald Byrd um and then also you know, massive crossover artists like Stevie Wonder, Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just all the greats, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, all the yeah, kind of great yeah. music that I guess you would expect. 100. Yeah. 100. Some of the names on those mixtapes and then obviously on your early releases as well, um, like I said, have crept up again. You know, yeah. you've got Koji on there, you've got Joel Culpepper, yeah. um, who's been about with you. Um, a few others as well. Uh, Big nasty gets, gets is there as well. Um, what? So like, what? What? What do you think has changed for them? Like, how have you seen those? So let, let's talk about Koji for instance. Yeah. yeah. So obviously Koji is someone you've collaborated with a lot. Yeah. Um, how do you see his growth? Uh, like seeing growth in artists has become like one of the most satisfying things about making music for me now. Mm -hmm. I spent years and years uh, traveling as a DJ, kind of making beats for the club. Mm. And like the height of satisfaction with that is get, like getting a reload of one of your new songs. Man. Do you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, making yeah. something on Thursday, yeah. playing it on Friday, shutting down the dance floor and wheeling it up. And now working with an artist and you know, even playing a small part in them, I don't know, eventually getting their record deal or a radio playlist or mm -hmm. a headline mm -hmm. show, like that's the new reload, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the same that's time, sick. you know, I'm, I'm like conscious never to like take credit for their successes as well mm. because Koji is an incredible artist and mm -hmm. we're, I'm only able to do with him what we have because he's so great yeah. and same goes for Joel Culpepper and yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. else that I work closely with mm, mm, mm. but being able to contribute and add value to their journey is something that I kind of pr 
pride myself 100%, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just him. There's a lot of artists that you worked with. How was it? Was it just a case of you guys were in in the same space back in the day, and you just sort of grown together? How did it come about? With with Koji, we met in Russia. Okay. Um, I was out there DJing, and he was out there doing um, a show. Someone because so Elijah. From Butters, someone that I worked with for years, and he often shows me um, new music and stuff that he thinks that I would, I'd gravitate to. And mm. he showed me Koji's early like videos and stuff, mm. his kind of early projects, and like, I was just blown away by what he was doing, you know. And then we saw that we were both playing in Moscow on the same night. So I tweeted him. I was like, "I'm gonna come to your show before my show," and six, he's like, six, six. "They're in the same venue." Yeah. yeah. So no, really. Yeah, what? yeah. So he was Shit. kind of doing like the day show, and I was doing the night yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I got there early, watched him play. Yeah. He stayed, watched me play, and then like I think three days later, we were in Red Bull Studios in London. That's organic. Yeah. yeah. And we made Water and Coming Home in the yeah. same session. Crazy. And um, that was the beginning of mm, us, mm, our working mm, relationship. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, man. So, I mean, that's crazy that you met him out in Russia. Yeah. Uh, how about how about with Joel? Because I know he was on some of your early stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, the story of me and Joel is like one of my favorites. I have a journalist friend in Joe Muggs. Um, he uh, covered a lot of my early releases and stuff, and mm-hmm. he he kind of became someone that I would go and show records before they come out. Sick. Um, and one day kind of randomly he called me and he said you know I wouldn't I wouldn't usually hit you up like this but I just dropped my son to school and his teacher told me he sings and I kind of reluctantly took a CD off him yeah I've got home and I've listened to it and it's actually really good and I think I think that you Damn. would like him and um he was right um yeah, his kind of first kind of like demo or, or mixtape or however you want to put it was just right up my street. And that was the beginning of mine and Joel's kind of working relationship. Crazy. He would come down to my mum's house. I was still living at my mum's at this point in the basement. Yeah. And um, did a few recordings for like Long Live the Jazz and Peace Love and Music. Um, but then kind of later down the line, <clears throat> it's like we were always working on music and it was like we was making good music, but it's like we hadn't quite net like we hadn't landed yet if yeah. that makes sense and then one day i was watching like a james brown documentary and then this idea just came in my head i did and i mm. had this new acoustic piano kind of in the front room and i played this riff and called joel and i was like come down tomorrow i think i've got an idea and that was woman Mad. he went and done woman on colors you know and Kind of the rest of his history. That took really. him. That took him, man. I yeah, think yeah, that was a, yeah, yeah. That was like a pinnacle moment for his career, right? Yeah, and yeah. for us, it was a pinnacle moment in going. This is the lane, right? This is like that's him at his most <clears throat> natural. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what kind of? What should we make today? Like, just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was it. As soon as as soon as I kind of kind of had that idea, and you know, just the kind of the energy of that performance that really informed what we was going to do with his album. Sick. So then when he asked me to exec his album, the main objective of that was to write a record that will let people know who he is as an artist and also 
give people a taste of what he might be like live Got it. because that's where he re- like really shines on stage yeah, yeah. I, I would take him i took him on the no more normal tour even though he wasn't on the album and we did woman at the end of every show and it really didn't matter what crowd he no, was in front no, of no. like he just absolutely smashed it that's the thing every though, single i feel night. like when when you make something that's i mean you would know better but when you make something that's organic it will transcend everything Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It will transcend whatever someone's into, whatever a listener's into, you know. And I feel like that's what you've created with with him. It's just honest music, I think, you know. Mm. They say, like, our real recognised rule. But it's true. When Mm. you hear music that uh, really sounds like someone's expression, you just gravitate towards it. Doesn't matter what it is, And that's what I've picked up from all all these great artists from yesteryear. Do you know what I'm saying? When you listen to... Stevie Wonder songs in the key of life, mm. like you really believe him do you because think, it's real. Do you think that dictates longevity as well? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I think that people that choose that route in music do tend to have longer careers. Mm-hmm. They often have parts in their careers where people might feel like they're underrated or, you know, it's definitely sometimes the scenic crew or right. the long way yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. But, ultimately i think it does lead to to, to longer mm. careers and i see it in my friends like gets you know and artists like little sims and mm. you know i just I just, even prince yeah you know yeah, his yeah, first yeah. His, his first single was not a hit and um you know those artists leave a legacy and, and a catalog mm-hmm. that will last forever yeah and it's 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 nice to see, because a lot of it now a day is that what is forced upon us. Yeah, is not that. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. It's yeah. not that. Yeah, hundred. <clears throat> and I have no interest in making that music. No. Well, you never have. No. You never have. No. Yeah. Yeah. And the opportunity's often been there for me to kind of I can do imagine, that thing. Imagine, bro. Like for you, I mean, we'll talk about your new album in a bit, but. The looking at the lineup, yeah, you've got access, you know, yeah. yeah. But this is all organic relationships, right? You know, people that you see, especially on my own records, mm. is people that I pick up the phone to and have proper conversations with, get in the studio, and we make what we feel, right? You know, it's never contrived; it's always kind of organic. Always organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, man. Well, you mentioned just then your three albums that you've already dropped. So yeah. started off with Long Live Jazz, yeah, twenty fifteen. 2013 that was it 2013 yeah, 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 all right yeah. so that bio was wrong that i read then yeah. <laughs> um what what made you want to do an album was it just you know what what was it I, like i'd obviously i started by doing mixtapes yeah yeah mixtapes, 140 mixtape yeah. Yeah, yeah. um when i listen to music i listen to bodies of work okay. i listen to people's albums okay. i still do that now i yeah, still yeah, buy yeah. vinyl you know i i sit through whole albums that i'm not even sure i'm gonna like because i want to hear the body of yeah, work i want to hear the contribution be, yeah, 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 yeah 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 um so i guess at that time 2013 mm. dubstep is massive a lot of us kind of grime guys that were djing and making more club leaning grime beats were picking up lots of dj work yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of alongside that i was releasing on deep media at the time and it just made sense for us to do an to album do it, so yeah, yeah. Th- yeah that's that's what i did sick man and then you followed it up with Peace, Peace Love, Love and Music, music yeah, yeah. which was 2015. 
that was 2015 okay, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was where you, you started to work with Joel a bit more or? Yeah. yeah yeah that that album was predominantly made on tour okay so at that point it's like DJing had really picked up I was traveling to all these amazing places um, how do you get to Russia <laughs> yeah no because <laughs> right. instrumental music really travels and where right. I spent so long of my career like releasing instrumentals yeah yeah there's no language barrier with that no, of course do man. you know what I'm saying yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. and I could just put a bag on my back and go and DJ and so I was traveling out the country every week you know sometimes a couple times a week and I would I'd find myself <clears> in <throat> the Philippines and mm. South Africa Switzerland America Brazil and I would always ask myself you know why is it I get to go to these places and music's brought me to those places I must have a duty to kind of use those situations to to give back to music 100%. so I started recording in these countries and that music is what peace love and music is That's and amazing. I guess the concept is it's like through all though all that traveling you get to see all the differences in all these places mm. but one thing that's always clear is that there's some things that just oh. that just keep us all in common do you know what i'm saying there's certain mm -hmm. grooves that move every human do you know what i mean and there's certain emotions that that link us all together for me it's peace love and music you know and that's that's where that whole thing comes from man. that's incredible um what were some of your highlights when you were when you were doing that tour, bro? Like, oh, was there any standout moments? So so many, man. I can imagine. So many. Like even going Philippines, bro, that must have been mental. Yeah, that changed. That the Philippines really like changed my outlook on a lot of things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just generally as a person as well. Um, we played this beautiful festival called the Malasimbo, kind of on this remote island of the Philippines. There's one road on the on on to get around to yeah, get around yeah, it just yeah, goes yeah. to the top of the mountain and that's where the um the festival was but traveling in the philippines you know i was like up close to saw some poverty you know i, yeah. I saw, I saw like <clears throat> i saw child poverty you know i saw children begging people getting on the boat to the thingy for, for money and i remember at the time i'd been traveling and i was young and i had this new gucci bag that in my hand and I'd spent stupid money on it. I wouldn't never do anything like that now. No, no. And these kids were begging, and I didn't have a coin. And I just thought to myself, like, you got this bag and no coin. I got, I got this yeah. bag and no coin, and these yeah. these kids are, you know, four, five, and six, on their own, 100%. on a raft in the middle of the sea, begging boats for change. Yeah. And you know, it just it made me think about what my purpose is and what legacy I want to leave behind and what can I do with this like amazing gift mm. you know 100%. I feel very fortunate to be in those positions where I'm traveling because of music because definitely 99% of people that I'd known before that point that was just a completely alien concept definitely. you know that's it's not what my friends do you know what 100%. I'm saying and I imagine those moments as well they're very humbling like I know yeah. I mean you know like I think one thing I've learned from from my travels is that you there's 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 countries and there's people and there's cultures yeah. that are a lot happier or content yeah. without half the shit that we have. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that that's the sad that's the sad thing, I think. Yeah. You know, for yeah. us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. So um yeah, so many highlights. 
Japan, building up Japan. kind of an audience in Japan was amazing. They're crazy. They got a mad market, music market. Yeah, crazy, to- Tokyo still to this day is the best shows that I've ever played. Really? Yeah. We used to go there every year. I've been there probably six or seven times. And without fail, it was the best show of the year every single time. Mental, bro. Yeah. Um, Mental. Yeah. So that that was Peace, Love and Music. And that was, you know, that was an amazing project. But then you moved on to No, New, uh, no More Normal, yeah. which was couple of years ago yeah 2019 yeah, 2019 yeah, yeah. that one from 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 like an outside perspective that one sort of i don't know it felt a little bit different it felt totally like, yeah, yeah. it felt like a different level yeah you know yeah um i it's a combination of a few things i guess you know after traveling so much and doing peace love and music mm. it'd been a long time since i'd actually sat down in one place to make music, to make music yeah. so that was the original idea is like look i'm just going to stay in england for a bit i'm not i'm not going to travel mm. constantly and i'm not going to make music that is geared towards a club either i'm just going to make music for the sake for of making music, music. Yeah. um and that's where no more normal came from mm. i also kind of it started with this concept of it being like a scrapbook or a, a storybook, okay. and a page is written by a different artist, and then it, and then these are all like concepts in my mind that yeah, I used yeah. to kind of write albums. And the other one was art. If it was a class photo of twenty nineteen, yeah, like who's missing? That and that's how I kind of reached out to people and got it, got it, had got people it. involved. You know, I wanted Nabaya Garcia, Gets, Etta Bond, mm. Koji Radical, Eva Lazarus. I wanted them to all be represented in this class photo. And also, I'd become a father. You know, my life had changed. Mm. I feel like I'd matured as a person mm. and that helped me mature as a, a musician and a and a producer. 100%, man. Do you feel like the, the instrumentals you made, it's like an, a different operation from when you work with artists and you're getting them to, to say their truth? Yeah. Is, it, is it almost like a vicariously sort of message that you're putting through them? Like, how, what's the difference? Depends if I'm writing for my own record or writing for someone else's. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when I, when I'm like executing somebody else's album, um, or helping someone else write their record, I, what I say, say to them is like, <clears throat> the be- the more I understand you, mm-hmm. the better I can paint this for you. 100%. If I can see your imagination, then I can paint it, and I use. So much that I learned from DJing and traveling. It's funny because it's like, you know, one week you're playing in Australia and then the next week you're playing in India and you soon realise when you're kind of traveling in countries where nostalgia doesn't translate. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these big like garage hits or... Yeah, because it's, it's culture. It's part of culture. Right. right. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. go and you're playing in places <coughs> where the only thing that will make them move really is like musical satisfaction. 100%. And you st- you start to pick up, you know, what records yeah, just yeah, work yeah. Um, across the board and, and what doesn't. And that's really helped me in my, in my production. It's allowed you to understand. It's allowed me to understand better yeah. just how to simplify things and... and have a focus like how to like how to put forward like a complex idea in a simple way 100% man do you know what I mean or in an effective way that's what I use when I'm in in 
in studio with other people and I know that I wouldn't have had that if, if it wasn't for all those years of travelling and being in studio in all these different situations you know mm, mm. that's where I learned like a lot of the techniques for recording live instruments like being in Brazil and, and being put in front of instruments that I had never seen before let alone recorded yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. in China recording the Guzeng I didn't know what that was I don't know what I that didn't is, know how, it's like a lap <laughs> It's, it's almost it's just like a stringed instrument that you play on your lap, on your lap. it's the one you've heard in, in lots of, in kind of Chinese yeah, music yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know I didn't know how to mic that I didn't know how it's played <laughs> yeah, do you yeah. know what I'm saying so those things really helped me and that's I'm just leaning on all of all of that knowledge that I picked up now and just trying to incorporate it into like modern music incredible yeah. so 2019 was known in your more. 2019 was also of a funny year just in terms of the world right yeah. um it felt like i mean it's felt like this for the last few years now but it felt like everything was going to shit yeah you know and then obviously end of 2019 start of 2020 the pandemic hits the world yeah. which was still in <clears throat> black lives matter yeah. picks up which rightly so but to a different whole new different level George Floyd happened. Yeah. Um, and you know, I say I get goosebumps just saying his name now because it's it's it is tragic. Yeah. And but what's even more tragic is the fact that this happens every day and we don't even see it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't even happen on a physical level; it happens on a metaphysical level yeah. as well. Um, was that? And then, and so we're going to talk about your new album now, the yeah. New World, which is you know it's out this month and. <laughs> Did you intend to make it or was it literally a response to it, what was happening? It was totally a response yeah. to, to, to to what had happened. And I was saying that in the title of No More Normal. Like the titles always come from stuff that I would say. Right. Yeah. Like I say with Peace, Love and Music, where that come from? I would start my shows. My name's Swindle. I represent Peace, Love and Music. Can I play music for you tonight? Mm. When we was recording No More Normal, people were like, so like, what are we doing here? I was like, like no more normal. We're just chucking away the That's rule book. Yeah. But we're moving forward. We have to be able to do this amongst ourselves to move forward. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then with this album, you know, we'd all been locked away for so long. It was all good at first. Everyone was making beats at home yeah, and yeah, had a reason yeah. to stay indoors. And then, you know, those events <clears throat> unfolded. And honestly, like it hit me hard. It just brought up lots of... Mm past trauma you know i've i've dealt with lots of aggressive and violent racism growing up you know not you know not just the subconscious or, or like i mean like just really like in your pe- face in yeah, your yeah, face yeah, people yeah, trying yeah, to chase yeah. you down the road mm, graffiti mm, on mm. the walls people getting beaten up mm, do you know what i'm saying mm, like mm. that all happened on my doorstep as a kid and it's stuff that i had locked away and making music and, and DJ and traveling the world made me fall in love with people again. Do you know what right. I'm saying? Because for a long time, I was quite... Reserved. Skept- yeah, reserved yeah, and skeptical yeah, yeah. of people because we we weren't shown love. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. We were shown much worse. People would just intimidate us for existing. So, I guess... That's crazy, man. So, in that yeah. time, you know, I just stopped creating... <clears throat> And I started getting back in that headspace where it was just basically fight or flight, you know. Um, and I would speak to other artists and 
try and drag myself out of that. You know, so I'd ring Joel and I'd ring Coach and even I remember having a conversation with Joy Crooks and mm. people were also like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm not really creating at the moment. I don't know, it's all gone a bit weird. Da, yeah, da, 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 yeah, da. Yeah, yeah. And I was on the phone to Joel one day and I was like, let's, let's just get away. We was approaching the first season of lockdown. Okay. So I was like, <coughs> like I kind of had the idea out loud whilst on this conversation. I was like, let's get away. Let's all link up in studio. Mm-hmm. Figure this shit out. Learn how to create again. It'll be like a musical retreat. But more importantly, we can have these conversations and figure out how we're going to enter the new world. Right. It's like, cool. Just looked into it, booked Real World. This real, is all... real World's like, you, you used there before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like my favourite studio on earth. I've recorded a lot of studios. It's like the most amazing and inspiring place really? to record. And like the facility is incredible as well. So it's like really good gear and great sound and everything like that. Um, so yeah, I ended up just putting around this, this text to all the people that I'd kind of had these conversations with mm-hmm. over the last few weeks mm. and was like, look, I'm planning this trip. We can stay there. We can be all be in a bubble. The studio is big enough for us to yeah, do this yeah, COVID yeah. safe. Um, let's go retreat, get creative, reconnect and figure out how we entered the new world. And then we went, it's like no cameras. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No More Normal had this big documentary, which is amazing. This time around, I was like, I want everyone to be free. Come and go as you please. Leave your phone in the corner if you want. Go and nap for half the day if you want. Yeah, yeah. If you hear something playing and you want to jump in it, jump in it. If you don't, don't. Do you know what I'm saying? There's two rooms. There's a bunch of beats in, in, in the back. Just do your thing. And then I guess we just all went there and just... Like, a lot of creative, you just kind of poured out of us 100% man. and then that music is the new world and you say you say all of us I mean you're talking Loyal Karna yeah Junior Williams yeah Green T. Peng Joy Crooks Koji Radical yeah Maverick Sabre Joel yeah. Culpert like yeah, yeah ridiculous yeah. Gets Akala Nux I can't even remember them Daily um, Poppy yeah Poppy yeah. Judah yeah yeah, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> it really is, bro. It really is, man. Like, for you to be able to... It, it's literally... It is literally the Avengers of UK rap, soul, hip-hop, black music. Yeah. It really is, yeah. you know? Um, so that was incredible to see. Yeah. What What is the new world, then? What we make it. Do you know what I'm saying? What we fight for and, and, and what we make it. It's like... Who you enter in the new world with. Do you know what I'm saying? And how how are you gonna conduct yourself in the new world? Mm. The last thing was no more normal, isn't it? So we're done with that. And I guess like a lot of the thinking at the time was like like people would say, Oh, do you wanna do this or do you wanna do that? I'd be like, I'm not playing that game in the new world <laughs> After like Black Lives Matter and yeah, yeah. and everything <clears throat> else, I was always I'm not like, you know, anti establishment. Maybe I'm anti Babylon. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm trying to be on this pure path. I'm trying to work with people with integrity. I'm trying to work with integrity and be able to stand by everything that we do and everything that I say. Um, and that's how I'm entering the new world, you know? 
I mean, it's happening right now, isn't it's it? It's happening, bro. Yeah. Everything is becoming decentralized. Yeah. You you have created something, or you could even do it in this studio. Yeah. You can be in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. And you can make a living. Yeah. And you can keep who you want to keep around you, and that be it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's the inspiring thing now. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. And we just we have to be able to have like a network between us. To, you know. I'm an advocate of in, in, independence as well, you know, and I don't just mean like, oh, don't sign. I mean, <laughs> drive your own ship. Right. You know, make your creative decisions with a full heart. Like, yeah. You've called it, you've called it a healing process, mm-hmm. the making of the album. Um, do you feel healed? Yeah, but I mean, look, before we went to new world i was like sorry before we went to real world right i was spending my days pacing up and down you know what i mean Mm -hmm. looking out the window and getting ready for war like ultimately because that was that's what had happened in the past (coughs) do you know what i'm saying Mm. and then we come out of there and i had something to look forward to and we had all these great conversations and i think everybody felt that it was like the year onwards from that was just a completely different experience. It was like we was all kind of nosediving yeah, in, into... The unknown. Just into darkness. Mm. And then going there and, and doing that thing, it's like like people really cried it out in the studio. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? We had deep conversations. Like That's what you want, man. man. Yeah, yeah. hundred. And I hear it every time I play the album back. I hear it. I hear it in... In the in the subject matter of the songs, mm. and I hear it in the playing, I hear it in the performance. You know, it's just like the purest, most honest, hyper collaborative, natural record I've I've ever been a part of. And and the creative process then, have you ever experienced anything like that before? Yeah, so no more normal is very um, collaborative, yeah. and there's a lot of musicians involved and lots of artists and. But this was like that taken to the extreme, mm. you know. So we were kind of building beats in the main room um, with like all my favourite musicians. And then we had like strings and horns in the back room ready to like... Ready to go. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of... People were like writing songs <clears throat> in the hallway in between the two studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd be making something and then Joel would go, I've got an idea jump up put a hook in and then I look in the corner and Koji's there writing a bar he doesn't write like that but... <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. I, I remember one moment was real, kind of sat, yeah. Sorry. Sat, sat in the studio and was just like I think we just had like some chords and a drum beat going and then Mav started like like just ooing you know he does that a lot he yeah, would just yeah. have like this vocal melody and he would just beat Ooing, that's the only way I know how to say it. <laughs> and then, like, Junior was in another corner and he starts harmonizing with him. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then yeah, Joel's yeah. in another corner and then he starts harmonizing. And I just felt my hair stick up on the back of my neck. And I was like, this is like, we're literally healing ourselves this with vibration it, here. Like, bro, this is it. This is what we're here for. Yeah. 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 That shit's real, man. Mm. Yeah. Vibrations heal. Yeah. Yeah. It's no secret. No. You know, no, like, no. music is one of the, the last, like, pure human things that we do on earth. 
go there. And that's another thing I've learned from traveling. It's like, bro, you could go into the middle of of a jungle and, and find a tribe that doesn't interact with the Western world. I bet they still know. Yeah. They communicate with... <laughs> Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, with sounds. With sounds. It's, yeah. like, it's deep. Yeah, yeah, it really is, man. Again, you mentioned Junior Williams. You mentioned um, Maverick. You mentioned Joel. You've you've so far you've released four tracks mm. off the album, um, all crazy, all incredible. Uh, I think the first one was Lost, if I'm right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So talk to me about that record. Um. Yeah. So it's like we were building beats in the front room, and then I had loads of beats sitting in the back room mm. on a laptop, and that beat I made <clears throat> actually. Femi Colioso and TJ Colioso from mm-hmm. Ezra Collective sure, yeah. are the rhythm section of that beat. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Loyal just picked it off 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 my laptop. It was like a, a not a lesser version, but like a more simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just make loops and leave them, and then I produce around around the, the song. structure. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was just in that back room with 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 Koji. And then I come in, he was like, oh, I was like, can I do something with this beat? I was yeah. like, yeah. And he's like, I've got this idea. And then he played it. And then he spat his verse for me. <laughs> I never heard Loyal on double time like that. Right. And I looked at him. I, I'm like, I'm not sure you understand like how deep this is, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, for real. For I, real. Do you know what I'm saying? The way he just glided on it. I was like, yeah, this is the one. And then they were... Him and Koji were literally sat on the sofa next to each other in this mm-hmm. in this back room, and when I hear that song, I can hear them. I can almost see them sitting on the sofa, back and <laughs> yeah, forth, bars yeah, 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 like that. And that's really, mm. yeah, that's that's really what happened. And mm. same with No Blacks No Irish. These are like conversational <clears throat> songs. Same with Darkest Hour. These yeah. are like just real interactions between the real. artists, you know, hundred percent. And they hadn't like necessarily worked with each other before or anything like that. Mm. You know, the it is the sound of our experience in that in that week. One hundred percent. You know, I've never never produced an album in a week before. No more normal to me. Three years. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? Of it, like must, it must have been very intense. It was. You must but have come it out. Wasn't. T- I'm guessing you were energized, but you were tired. Oh, we came out tired, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. came out tired, but the best kind of tired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was relentless. We're doing that forty nowadays as well. You know, every mm. day. Yeah, you mentioned no black, no Irish as well. So obviously, prevalent, like you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I wanted to. Th- there was a little section at the end, and it reads, "And I know the signs may change, but the times ain't paved in gold. Yeah. And I know you're my friend until the time we're not alone. So we roam every land, every place, every corner that we call our own. For our own, we still got so far to go." found bro but it's just real conversations yeah, 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 you know yeah. like the only time that I'd left my house in that whole time was to go to protest with Joel do you know what I'm saying Mental. that was my guide like I was going on my own anyway mm. to, you know when all this was going I just got in the car and just drove to London and was I was just there do you know what I'm saying yeah. and Joel rings me on the way you going there of course I am mm. I'll link you go there so this was at the front of our minds. And then, you know, when we were at studio, 
just kind of like catching up as we do. Obviously, this is at the front of a lot of conversation and the kind of dynamic between Joel and Mav mm. was just like, was just great to watch. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel really speaking his truth and in Joel's words, mm. Mav leaning in and listening. And listening. Not interrupting, not yeah, but in. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, mm, mm. Like a true ally. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and I guess this song is a manifestation of 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 that conversation 100%. and that dynamic between them. Yeah. You know, and the title was Joel's idea. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of artists would just be like, oh, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. Like for a black real. artist comes to you and says, I want to do a song <coughs> called No Blacks, Black, No Irish. 100%. A lot man. of people would not be on that. No, absolutely. But not Mav, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I got a lot of love for for both of them, but, like, Mav really just time and time again proves himself as a real one. 100%, yeah. man. And his music, yeah, his music speaks for itself as well. Yeah, man. He's been, he's been, been doing it. Yeah. So. Especially like in a time where, like, but, but we was all losing friends. Do you it's, know what I'm saying? It's it's the still, conversation yeah, is yeah, so yeah. po- po- polarizing. 100%. People were not ready to have that conversation. No. And, you know, I know, I know Joel was losing friends at that time. We all were. We all were, man. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we all have. They're just like, arguing with someone's random auntie on Facebook because they're, they're not trying to hear it. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, that yeah. time, you know. So those connections became that more important. Do you have hope for the future of the world? Um. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I have to because I have children. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I do also know is like we just need to contribute what we've feel isn't happening Mm, mm. you know that's what i do with my music and that's what we just need to do as people we need to contribute do you know what i'm saying and yeah we decide what happens next don't we if if we're in there i don't know if that makes sense no 100 man you've mentioned you know doing it for the love the passion you mentioned doing it because you've been inspired to travel you're you're a father now as well yeah how how has your motivations changed over the years? Um, so much, man. I just I always have something to work for mm-hmm. outside of myself now. Mm-hmm. Having children and it's given me just like a whole other perspective as well. Right. Just about humanity and it's just made really clear for me. It's made everything. It's like a moment of clarity. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I'm not. I don't know. Right, okay. <laughs> but everything just became clear to me once, you know, yeah, once, yeah, yeah. once I, I had children, it's like, it's it's a hard thing to explain. I guess a lot of parents will know, but, you know, now it's like, all I really need to do is be the best person I can, can be. for them. Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. And, and do what I can to make sure that they're growing up in a world that will support them right and keep them safe and provide for them you know and also like i hope that 
as they grow, they will be able to look back on what I've done mm. in my life and be proud of that legacy. Yeah. 100%. So it's made me even more committed to making honest music and, you know. 100%. Yeah. Um, like you said, the, wor- the world is, is in need of love, is in need of healing. What would you say to youngers coming up, looking at you, looking at artists, producers, musicians who you've worked with? What would you say to them to keep them going? What would what would be your advice? Um, well, so much, I guess. Just to always continue, like output is so important. Do you know what I mean? So don't sit on your ideas contribute then mm. don't 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 complain about the state of the game that's that's a difficult one yeah or yeah. like at least not on on twitter do you know what i'm saying <laughs> contribute mm. where the holes are do you know what i'm saying otherwise no one will um yeah stay consistent but rush nothing let the music direct the business never the business direct the music um, and make sure that you're you're going to be able to stand by everything that you put out you know in your career 100 final I always end on two questions right so the first one is what was the first piece of music you remember purchasing getting hold of grabbing from the store what was it it was a single so low key now it's called Searching by Black Gang Chine okay not familiar with that. No, 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 some 90s okay. hit. I bought it from R Price in Brixton. First yeah. album that I proper connected with was Coolio Gangsters Paradise. Oh, come on, classic. <laughs> yeah. Classic, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that led me to loads of <clears throat> other music. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. from Coolio's Gangsters Paradise, like, I reconnect with Stevie Wonder, Pastimes Paradise. Yeah. But I also get into West Coast hip hop and gangster rap, like, massively. Of course. Which leads me then to George Clinton, Zap and Roger. And all these funk records that I love now. 100% man. Yeah. Final question. Stage or studio? For now, studio. Yeah. 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 I've, I've done many stages. Yeah. And I love it. And it's taught me so much. Yeah. But right now, today, my value is in the studio. Swindle. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah. Great my to pleasure, chat, man. man. Yeah. Wicked, love, man. Love, Big love. up, man. Cheese. <laughs> That all good? Yeah, I need a toilet. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, man. <laughs> he was like, he was like